Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 103. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, my friends, it is that time again. It's the time of the week. Epic show. Epic. That is epic music. It's going to be an epic episode of Business Tech Weekly. Epic episode of Business Tech Weekly. Of course, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. And we're going to talk about technology at a level which we've never talked before. It's going to be amazing. All right. I, I'm so excited. The fact that we've got done. 23 weeks of, of unique music. It's going to be awesome. Yes. yes. Anyway. So Andy Traub, I, I understand that uh, there, there is a, there's an addition in the Traub household. How's Lucy doing? Lucy is doing awesome. You know, Lucy is very happy and she is uh, helping the um, diaper companies, uh, you know, stay in business. And, um, so she's she's obviously healthy and uh, quite content and happy. And, you know, if you know how to wrap a good swaddle, then your babies are happy about 95% of the day. So I just want to I just want to teach you uh, one thing in case you haven't heard of this opportunity. Sure. sure. Uh, you're familiar with clout, correct? K-L-O-U-T-E dot com. Uh-huh. You can improve your clout score by doing the Eric Fisher method. Which is? Basically, posting lots of pictures of your baby oh, directly yeah. to Facebook, uh huh, because that generates a massive quantity <laughs> of comments on each of those photos that you upload, it does. and it, it does. throws your clout score. Did you know his clout score got all the way to seventy eight? Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's like uh, I don't know, like Brogan score or something. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's that's really 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 high. And yeah, I, I put a I put a Facebook post about having babies is really good for your Facebook activity and really lousy for your Foursquare activity. You don't go anywhere now. <laughs> you don't go anywhere now. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting a, a a notice here from our somebody in our chat room that says Google Plus is now available for Google Apps users. Have you let's see if can we confirm this? Of course, you're. I don't a, know, and I'm I'm not on Google Apps anymore. All right, so I'm I'm going here right now. I am going to Google, Google. dot com slash. Now, have you held plus. off? Is this is this the? Yeah, I, you, you are been, not on Google Plus. I am not on, and it says right here, Google Plus is not available for your organization. Please contact your administrator. Now, this is new because you used to say it's not yet available. So now I'm going to go to my your, uh, inbox your panel. and. And so if you're a Google Apps user, this is what you need to do. You need to go into your, sign into your email account and then go to <clears throat> manage this domain. So yep. it's at if the you're top an administrator. of your, yeah, if you're an administrator. And so go into manage this domain. I'm signing in now. I've got to think of um, what my password is. Actually, you know what? I've got a last pass auto login here. So hold on one second. Oh, yeah. All right. So here we go. I'm now logged in. Now what I need to do is go to, I think, is it organization and users? Yeah, here's a funny one. The, the quote put in our chat here. And thank you, Anonymous8905, for that. 
um, over at uh, gspn.tv slash live for those who don't know what we're talking about. But someone put in a, a link to the post and it's uh, the, the headline is Google is now available with Google. <laughs> that <laughs> is awesome. That, that sort of awesome. epitomizes my frustrations with Google. Like, oh, good. You talk to yourself now. What yes. a grand idea. So, okay, so here's the thing. If you're a Google Google Apps administrator, go ahead and sign into your Gmail account or your Google email. And at the top, click on manage this account or manage account or whatever. And then once you're there, click on organization and users. And then you'll see a list of users. Then over to the right, there's a tab right over to the right of users that says services. Okay, and now I'm looking at services and I should see inside of here Google Plus. So I am looking for it now and I see it and it says Google Plus and it's automatically by default turned off. So I'm turning it on and it says Google Plus requires the following services, Picasa, web albums, blah, blah, blah. Uh, any or okay. Um, uh, okay, so it says Google Plus will be turned on for users in any organization units below for which these services are also turned on unless Google Plus has been tur- has a turn off auto. Uh, anyway, I'm just going to say turn it on. Okay, so now I've just turned it on and you go in and you hit save changes. All right, it says not covered by Google Apps customer service agreement, including the technical support guidelines. <laughs> so it's just saying, you know, hey, just so you know, there's no support for this. Um, and I believe it's all turned on. So now... I am going to go to google.com slash plus and check this out. Your account is managed by ravenscraft.org. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's nothing. It says to join, create a Google, uh, a public Google profile, Cliff Ravenscraft, gender male, change photo. I'm going to upload my photo real quick. Uh, let's see here. So photo... Uh, oh, there's my photo right there. It's already got it. Yeah, I was going to say it probably has it from your profile. All right. So, um, well, there we go. And uh, I, I just want to see if I'm I'm officially going to be on Google+. Plus. I'm so excited. Here we go. I'm setting as profile. Google may use my information. Sure, they've got it all anyway. So, I'm going to click join. And... Uh, suggestions. Okay, so I see some suggestions. I'm going to add Corey Kohler to acquaintance. Got it. Uh, Nancy Sutherland. I'll go ahead and add her to acquaintance. All right. So there, I've, I've got two people in circles now. I'm going to hit continue and I'm going to follow post from interesting famous people. I'll just do that later. Hit finish. You might be lonely. Continue anyway. <laughs> it's telling me that you need to add more people, but I'm going to say continue anyway. All right. Now, how do I find out what my profile address is? Cliff. So, yeah. I, this is how I feel about Google Plus. And it was so funny because people are like, I'm so excited about creating these circles because that's a thing. It's like it's, it's either organized these, these groups or whatever, and you can connect people that you don't have to follow them on Facebook, but you can, you can have to follow their profile. They have to approve it. You can still follow them or whatever. And, and I was, I said I had two circles, um, all the techie white guys I know and three other people. Those are my two circles. Like that's the only people I know in Google plus. And so I'm not saying that like Google plus is going to fail or anything. And I think there's lots of fun things to do on Google plus, but mm-hmm. I'm, 
I had to draw a line and say, even if it's better, even if it's better UI and all that kind of stuff, even if they're, 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 they're listening better to people, which I think is actually true. Um, I, they're just not enough mass of people that I can warrant activity on there right now. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you the experience is going to be, I, I think the experience for you is going to be very different than Facebook. Yeah. Well, I, so, I can tell you, I've been, I've been holding out for a long time and I've been waiting for this day and I'm very excited now that it's a part of my actual Google apps account and it's there and it doesn't look like you can do a whole, um, like a, a vanity URL. It doesn't appear. So if anybody's familiar with how you can set a vanity URL, uh, Google plus settings, I don't think that that's a, a part of it yet. Is it? Don't know. Do not know. Don't know. Anyway, um, so this will be something that obviously we'll talk about more on social media serenity uh, in two weeks. Because, uh, which, by the way, is a good announcement here. Uh, there is no live show next week, right? Uh, of any shows next week because uh, I will be in Los Angeles at Blog World. Yes, you will enjoy that. I am going to enjoy it a lot. So, anyway, you better enjoy it. It's your or it's your fault. That's going to be awesome. So, well, I just want to say thank you to the person uh, who is in the chat room because I've been waiting to get into Google Plus for a very long time, and I'm finally, I'm thankful to finally have it. And the cool thing is, is all of my kids have Google Apps accounts under my username, and now I can put the Google Plus thing on there, and we can do the group chat. Yes, that I do need to check out because I've heard great things about their group chat. Yes. So, yeah. Exciting Welcome. stuff. So if anybody out there has uh, has Google Apps, um, it, it, it works, and I'm I'm now on there. So just do a search for Cliff Ravenscraft, and you'll find me. You'll see my comic avatar. All right, so let's talk about <laughs> some other things. Um, what is this? that You must have put this into the show notes. Cliff's podcast, Kids Get Featured? Well, I think I talked about this probably in the shows like 60s or 70s uh, of this show that, you know, you've given birth to so many podcasts. You know, oh, just your influence okay. or whatever. So the it's not your kids' podcast. It's your your podcast kids, uh, because you you've given birth to so many podcasts. And I just thought it was funny. I was looking through, um, I was actually doing some research for the Andy Andrews podcast in the loop that I host, and I was trying to find it in the listings. And I saw the Lynchman podcast, which I do, and then I also saw Pat Flynn's podcast. But we were like really close to each other in in the uh, featured area or whatever. And I just thought, you know, it's really fascinating to me that of all the hundreds, thousands, wherever many there are podcasts uh, in, in that category, that Pat and I would be, you know, next to each other on this page on this certain day. And um, it, it's, to me, it, I just wanted to sort of give a kudos to you, but also just remind people that Pat and I didn't, you know, wake up one day and say, we want to be featured. You know, you, you've got to be committed to putting out consistently good content and those things will happen. Um, so sort of a kudos to you and also a reminder to people that, um, you know, that, that, that amount of success or, or recognition can happen. It's not like we get paid a million dollars for having our, our, you know, our show listed, but it is, it is always flattering to see your stuff listed in iTunes like that. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm very, uh, I'm very excited for you guys. And, and that does give you some great exposure and, and stuff to be out there and be featured like that. And, uh, yeah, very cool. And that's the Andy Andrews. Is that his name? 
Well, um, that one was actually the Lynchman podcast. Oh, the my other one, yeah, that's right. The the other one that has been featured big time uh, recently is the Andy Andrews. It's called In the Loop with Andy Andrews. So actually, when you type in Andy Traub in iTunes now, um, that's the first show that comes up because it's my most downloaded show. And that, I I did that because it's listed as the um, the I don't know if you call it the author or is the whatever, but the host. It says Andy Andrews, comma hosted by Andy Traub. And so my name gets pulled into there when you when you search for it. So that one's been great and uh, has opened up some m- major opportunities for me, uh, which we'll talk about on another show. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to touch base with you. This is not in our show notes, but it's something that I wanted yeah. to ask you about. Uh, we talked about iPhone applications through AppMaker, I think. Yeah. And and we know that at by the end of the episode you had gotten a message saying that it was rejected. <laughs> Have you ever had any resolution to that? No, we haven't done any work on it and um yeah, I don't know. It just took the wind out of my sails and and it and the frustrating part is there's so many apps that have been accepted using the same tool uh in the same format. Um so I you know, I, I haven't gone back to it. I will, um, but it was one of those things where it's like, well, give it a shot and we'll go focus on more immediate needs. But I certainly would still like to have an app uh, or two or three out there uh, just for the ease of access for my, for my listeners. Right. Well, I hope they, they hit, you know, there's something that's got to be done about that because I mean, how can they let so many people have so many applications that are identical to what you're doing? And then all of a sudden they just say, eh, we've got enough. Yeah. I I don't (laughs) know. Changing the rules. Now, the, my only guess of of where I would say it's actually legitimate is they they if they mis mistook it for oh you're just curating Seth Godin content like they didn't get that it's separate they didn't get that it's not just Seth Godin content it's because this I think was the Lynchman app um, that they may have thought I was just pulling his stuff uh, but I don't know if that's because they didn't do a thorough enough job of looking through the content or what but. Anyway. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if you're you know, thinking instead of it being your content, maybe it's it's Seth's content. Right, right. It's like just syndicating somebody guys, else's. Yeah. I mean, you, they could do the same thing to you. They could take all your stuff and curate it and be like, well, you're not actually creating anything new. You're just pulling, you're just bogarting Cliff Raven or hijacking Cliff Ravenscraft stuff and putting it out there, right. you know? They want, they want, yeah, but I, th- I think they've been doing it, it. It basically, they've been doing the same thing to indiv- independent podcasters too, from what I've heard as well, though. Yeah. You know, who are obviously trying to syndicate their own content from the web. Yeah. So I guess I don't, I mean, I, again, I don't know the, the, the strategy behind it. I don't know if they're just trying to, to make sure there's quality out there or what, but you know, that's questionable too, because there's a lot of crummy apps out there, but it just seems to me like it would benefit them to have, more apps as long as they're not junk. And I certainly don't think it was junk. It just didn't fall under their guidelines of, of not being, of having unique content. So I don't know. We'll see. Indeed. All right. What's next on the list? Uh, Amazon buyback. I kind of pulled this one from a, a link further down. I don't know if you've covered this or not, but I went through and kind of looked at it and, and I wasn't aware that Amazon has a buyback program. So I'm assuming you put this link in there. Uh, it came up in the chat room last week. And yeah. uh, have and you taken a look at any of it? It's it it looks interesting. I mean, it it is interesting. I almost would rather like go to my youth center and donate my Kindle than get 25 bucks for it, which was how much the Kindle three was going for. Right. So, um, 
you know, like you can sell your iPad 2 back to them for $330. And uh, I mean, I guess for the sake of convenience, because it's free shipping, I think they send you the packaging and then you send it back, whatever. But uh, you can you can get three hundred you can get more than three hundred thirty bucks for an iPad two, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so. there's no doubt about that. I, I think the interesting thing though is like if you had a Kobo or something like that, is that in there? Oh yeah, like some other range. Yeah, they yeah. have a lot of I, other. I, I think that that's the whole concept is that you know it's like well you know I would I I would go ahead and get a um uh, a Kindle, but you know I I went ahead and bought the Nook or I went ahead and bought the the Kobo or I've got this Sony reader and right. and I'm wondering if all of those devices are available because that, that to me is, is where I think the value in the buyback program is. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you made the mistake. You didn't go with us. Yeah. But. It makes converting easier and they give me an Amazon. That's how they pay you. They pay you on an Amazon um, gift card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, they've, they've, they've got lots of, lots of options here. So, you know, f- but for ease, I mean, if you don't want to mess with Craigslist or, pawn shop or whatever it might be or ebay it doesn't get any easier um than what they're offering i think right all right well i will put a link to that in the show notes um and uh yeah we'll do that so we talked a long time ago about this thing called if dot com do you remember to say or is it this then that yeah if dot com it's i f t t t dot com yeah now you've got it back in the show notes again, so so I guess yeah. you've been playing with it. Well, I was, you know, the cool thing about the tool is it doesn't just let you create these formulas to do things, the if this then that, but you can see all these other formulas that other people have made that I go, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that, right? So I went on there and I was researching and I sort of combined a couple to where, um, or I actually made made a few different ones, but. I use, uh, what I'm trying to do is simplify, 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 and, and to do multiple things uh, within one application. So I really, really like the Reader app, R-E-E-D-E-R, on my iPad. That's my favorite way to consume news. So for those who don't know, it is just a, a Google Reader application. So you add RSS feeds to your Google Reader account, which you put them in folders, so on and so forth. But then the Reader app on the iPad or the iPhone, I like, I like mine on the iPad. I sit there and I can just go through these stories so quickly and I like I love the interface and so forth. And what I did is I made an if this then that equation that if I star something in my Google Reader, then it will add it to my Instapaper account. And um, another, I made another if this and that, that if I star it, then uh, it will send out a tweet with a, uh, I don't remember what the... I know what it says. Like, Real, just in, it? you know, in uh, really enjoyed reading. Enjoy. Right, yeah. right. Because I read through, I use it as a way to tweet out some of those things. And I do other Twitter, so it's not the only thing that I tweet out. That would be annoying. But when I'm reading through, I go, okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Um, and so I use it, one, to, to catalog via Instapaper so I can reference it later. Because uh, Instapaper is another app I really like to use. And the other is to, to do send out those links to people because I find it to be, uh, peop- you know, that, that's some of my most retweeted content is when I find interesting articles. And, and I can do it on Reader with just a swipe of a finger. I can star an article. So I found it to be really helpful. And I encourage folks, if you haven't, if you found it overwhelming, don't try to create your own. Just go look and see 
what other programs they or other equations people have made uh, or formulas with if this and that or if dot com if dot com I love it all right I wonder if they're like trying to pitch the name and they're like guys that's not going to work you know like that's the worst URL ever but honestly honestly this is a service that when you talked about it last time I'm like you know what I would love to spend some time just going through here looking at these things they call recipes. And see if Press there's any of these, see if there's yeah. any of these that, that I would find useful and just perusing through here. I was like, you know what? This, this looks like it'd be useful. And, you know, I'm sitting here again. It's like, man, I, where do I find time to, to look through this and, and stuff? So I don't know. You know what? I'm going to put this somewhere. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm thinking I might, you know, let me just, I'm going to pull up, um, when am I flying? I'm flying out Wednesday. So I'm going to put Wednesday morning, if.com. <laughs> and there, I put it on there. Maybe, maybe if I have Wi-Fi on my flight from, from Columbus all the way over to uh, the West Coast, I'll, I'll check out if.com. Yeah. What's, what's amazing is how many people on there are like, they get uh, a text message if it's going to rain tomorrow. That's like, like 25% of the recipes are that. And I'm like, really? Like, it's that important. I mean, I don't know. Like, that's, if I was going to make a, a recipe for something, it wouldn't be to, like tell me when it's going to rain. But I guess that really ruins some people's day or something. Yeah. So there's a lot of make, you know, oh, if the stock price is rising, then do this. Right. Yeah. Right. Get an SMS alert before any event starts on your calendar. Yeah, yeah. and some of those things are already built in. I mean, you can do that with Google Calendar. You yeah. know. So. Hmm. Interesting. Check it out, people. Yeah. What about this next one, man? What's this uh, dynamic widget plugin? You know, I was at PodCamp Cincinnati this past weekend. Had a great time. It was an amazing PodCamp. Um, and I heard somebody talk about this plugin. Dynamic. I'm going to just put this in here. Dynamic widget plugin. And I'm going to try to explain it to you uh, in where I thought this would be interesting. It says, here Here you go. Actually, it's, it says this. Dynamic widgets gives you full control on which pages your widgets will appear. It lets yeah. you dynamically hide or show widgets on WordPress pages by setting conden- conditional logic rules with just a few mouse clicks. No knowledge of PHP required. No fiddling around with conditional tags. You can set conditional rules by role, dates, browser, language, um, which is... Anyway, we won't go there. For homepage, single post, attachments, uh, page authors, um, categories, wow. archives, error page, search page, uh, custom post types, custom post uh, type archives, custom taxonomies in custom post types. <laughs> and it just goes on. So basically, you can say, you know what, if this, if a four, I don't know, maybe a 404 page, if there's a 404 page, I want to make sure that this widget's right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this shows up in the sidebar. If well, it, I think about the store page. You know, if you, I mean, there's this, there's so many different pages that it really uh, a lot of your your widgets can be redundant. You know, it's like I want someone to see this instead of that, or you right. know, I only want my front page to have the search. I mean, whatever it might be. You know, but that, yeah, that's a really yeah. Like for example, it's got 59 ratings. You see that on the side there? 59 mm-hmm. ratings. It's got five stars. So. Yeah, and that's, and the, the, uh, that's the, exactly it. It's like if you go to uh, like podcastanswerman.com slash list, L-I-S-T, 
you know, that is my, um, you know, my mailing list form. But, you know, obviously I don't need the <laughs> opt-in form on the right-hand side. Right. And so so some of those things you could really, it's like, hey, you know, obviously they're on the mailing list form on, on page. And then over on the right-hand side, it's like you can do something that's like, okay, if somebody was signing up for my mailing list, what's the one thing I'd want them to see over on this well, sidebar I, over here? Cliff, I'd move your products up because if I'm signing up for your list, then I'm probably interested enough in you that... Like you've got the podcast A to Z, I'd move your products up because, yeah. you know, I'll oh, register for his list and then I'll check out uh, some of the, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. it's better than having to sign up again. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, nothing against your sign up form. It's beautiful, but you know. It, it, it needs some work, but hey, it's better than what I had when I was with. Cliff, you uh, know, this is like, this happens all the time. <laughs> this happens all the time, right? Is you'll be like, yeah, I don't really like it. And someone will email you and be like, I love your sign in form. You're like, yeah, I want to change it because <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's six months old to us, but to other people, it's like, oh, I love it. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm going to completely redesign that. But, but thank you. I'm glad yeah, you like it. Exactly. Well, uh, I just thought, I just heard about that dynamics. I, it, it's, it's not something that I'm looking to implement immediately, but I knew I wanted to bring it up here because I, I'm certain there are some people out there. As soon as they heard me just explain that, it's like, oh, yeah, that would be so cool. So yeah. I hope that's helpful to some of you out there. Absolutely. All right. So the next one, office phone options. I know yeah, this that, is that Andy, you're, you're like all over the place with, with your phone services. I think I finally figured it out. Oh my goodness. Tell us about it. <laughs> you're like, good. Cause I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love, I love that you try out new things. Yeah. Well, so you don't have to. So I don't have to. I that's mean, that's right. Somebody's well, got to come up with content for this business tech right. weekly Somebody's show. Somebody's got to do something. Otherwise, uh, we'll become business tech monthly <laughs> or quarterly. That's right. Business tech lame-o. Um, <laughs> no, as long as we have good intro music, we're fine. Well, yeah, I think our intro music will work. That'll carry us through. Yes. Um, so here's the deal. I have, uh, in the past, I think when I started my business, I got a Vonage adapter, which is voice over internet protocol, VOIP, VoIP. Yep. And it was, you know, 30 bucks a month or something like that. And I think I had to sign a contract, so on and so forth. And, and essentially, it plugged into my internet. I plugged a regular phone into it, and that's what I used my phone service. And I wasn't using it enough, and I was using Skype. So I was like, okay, I'll go with Skype. And I bought a Skype phone number and a Skype subscription. It probably cost me $80. And then every year, it's like $50 for unlimited phone calls. So I can call out using Skype, and people can call me. Uh, on Skype with a regular phone number, which I can also mask using Google Voice. So when I call you using Skype, it shows up my Google Voice number, and I have my Google Voice number forward to my Skype. Okay, so that's my that's been, that's been my my phone number. But I've been having to use this Heil PR40 mic as my as my phone because I've been using this thing on Skype, and and it's it's just you know I can't walk around and. I want to actually, I like having a physical phone. I know I'm goofy like that. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for this option. Well, UMA was an option, O-O-M-A. And it's a same thing like Vonage, except for instead of $30 a month, it's like $3 a month. So you buy it, it's like $150 or $200 one time. And then it's $3 a month for phone service after that. Same principle though, you plug your internet, ethernet cord into it, plug a phone into it, and you've got your phone service. Okay. Um, so I just saw this thing, actually, I think uh, Justin Luke Savage, our mutual friend, sent me a link. Uh, there was a Groupon for this Skype deal, and it was this free talk, one word, free talk, 
um, made by Connect Me or made by Skype. I don't know the, the whole. I'll get into this because it's just confusing, and Skype is consistently confusing to me, which is frustrating. But basically, it's a device, and it's about the size of a, a pack of cards, and it it's it's uh, got three plugins in the bottom: an Ethernet and two phone cords, and then it actually has a plug. So you plug it into a uh, outlet. Then you plug your Ethernet cord in and you plug your phone in. You can also plug your home phone in. It'll, it'll uh, connect to that if you want. I don't have a home phone. So it's just, it's just like those other adapters where it's Ethernet. and it's. But I don't need to have a computer in between. Just, it's just the Ethernet cord. And when you called me for this show today, Cliff, on Skype. Yes. My computer rang, right? Yes. And my phone rang. So I can use my phone uh, for Skype conversations. I can call out using my phone to normal phone numbers. I can call out using my phone to call you on Skype. And it, it has a page where you can create shortcuts, uh, you know, star two, star three, star four, or whatever, to call people. And you can use your, you can then use a phone line. Um, but I've got Google Voice forwarding to it. So this device, I think it's normally like 65 bucks. Uh, I got on a Groupon for like 30. Uh, and it's been working well. Uh, I will tell you that I tried to sign up for the service it says, you know, thank you. Just plug in your device and go to this URL. Um, I tried to do that, and I think it's because I upgraded to Lion. That's the latest one, right? Yes. Lion is. Yes. I think it, that there was three things. You had to choose your country, your language, and your area code. Well, I couldn't click on language. It would not let me click on it, so I couldn't register. I went to my friend's computer who was here in the office and registered through theirs. They didn't have Lion, and I was able to, to go in. But typical Skype. The, the the customer service was not, I still haven't heard from them. It was four days ago. I sent them an email and they said, you'll hear from Maximus in 24 hours. So I will tell you that setup is not that difficult, but if you have Lion, which I think was the difference, and it's for a PC or a Mac, this device, but um, you may not even be able to turn it on, <laughs> which is like, are you kidding me? Or what am I supposed to do? You know? So I'm, I'm, I like it, but the setup again is not, it's not intuitive, which is very frustrating. It, it's, I don't know why Skype, which such, in my opinion, is such great technology, their user interface and then devices around it to me are just, they're just frustrating. So this is what I've settled on, the free talk. You can Google that. Um, and I think it's part of Skype's, you know, URL or page or whatever. Uh, I would pay full price for it personally, but just, you just have to be careful when you do the setup that it can be confusing. Um, but that's, that's what I've settled on and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it and it's, very cost effective, and um, if it uh, if my internet's down, then I use my cell phone. All right, so I'm at I'm at Uma dot com. Yep. And so there's the Umutello Tello handset, Uma wireless. Yeah, they have one now where you it'll run over Wi-Fi, so you don't have to have it plugged into an Ethernet. Okay, um, so which one, you just have the Umutello? I just have the 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 whatever the, they had a Woot dot com deal one day for a hundred and. 30 bucks, I think, instead of 200. I think the normally the device is about $200. But then every month it's like $3 because I think they have to do taxes. Hmm. So that's, that's what I've been using. And um, we actually bought one of those for our home phone. We were doing Vonage at 30 bucks a month on the lowest version for Vonage. Yeah. And the lowest plan was like ended up being 30 bucks with taxes or 28 or something. And so I said, hey, we paid for this and it'll pay for itself in, you know, six, five or six months. So, gotcha. It did, and we've we've had no problems, and no one can tell the difference. And we didn't port our number or anything because there's only about three people that have our home phone number. But 
Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's been worthwhile and our house is not even wired for telephones. So, um, we had to find another option and, and that's what we did. Cool. Yeah. All right. You get on here, iCloud versus Dropbox. How can you save time and money? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know it, we were, I put this in a few weeks ago, but now that iCloud has been out, you know, a lot of people were talking about iCloud replacing Dropbox in some ways. And I don't. I, I, I actually was more of a question for you of, of yeah. how has iCloud changed your workflow because it hasn't changed mine a whole lot. And I don't know if it's because I don't have an iPhone and it would have made that much of a difference. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. It hasn't, um, it hasn't changed anything for me. Um, matter of fact, I don't even think I, I, I think I still need to do like one more software update on my Lion system to, to add iCloud support to my actual desktop. Now I am using iCloud on uh, for my iPhone and my iPad, mm-hmm. and, and what is it singing? And and Stephanie's it's mostly the the biggest benefit for me for iCloud at this point is uh, it's backing up my data from these devices to iCloud, so I'm no longer syncing those to my computer; they're being synced up to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other big one, the the big benefit is PhotoStream. I absolutely love PhotoStream because now Stephanie can take photos on her phone, and every time she takes a photo, it goes up on PhotoStream, and it's immediately available on my phone or on okay, the iPad. So you have a you have a folder. So okay, because you're all on the same account. Yes, we all Did use the that? same account. Okay. Exactly. Okay. All right. Sorry if I missed that. Yeah. So, so that, that's cool. Th- I mean, she. That's really neat. Yeah. She, she can take a photo and and like for example, I I can let's just say like when I'm in in LA, I just go to the pictures application. Normally, you 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 usually just see camera roll, but the, you not only it will save right. your photos to your camera roll, but if if you've take if you're taking a photo since you've added this iCloud support for your photo stream it will also make a copy in your photo stream album. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool. So St- Stephanie could be like, let's just say she took the kids to the zoo or something like that. And I could literally be flipping through the photo stream, yeah. checking out the photos that Stephanie took while she's at, or wh- wh- that she's taking. Yeah. While she's say, at they the zoo. pretty fast, don't they? Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I like this. I, I do. I like the iCloud or the photo stream a lot. And of course, once I update my my Lion and all that other stuff, yeah. it'll it'll come into, you know, the photo stream will be available also inside of my iPhoto and stuff. Well, and the other thing I wanted to clarify on that, because I think I'd sent a tweet out about it when I was first, you know, that, that first two days of updating or whatever, is that I don't have the most recent version of iPhoto. Right. And so, which I think is 11. And so I can actually can't get it on my iPhoto. Yeah. I, uh, I had already upgraded to the i, I, I Life 11 right. uh, a while back. I had so. not upgraded. It didn't feel like it was worth 30 bucks to have that stream. But right. um, but anyway, that's just a FYI. If, if it doesn't show up, it might be because your version isn't. Uh, but the, the syncing on devices, I can definitely see for a family or, you know, you're, she takes a picture and you make an Instagram out of it or whatever. So... Yeah, uh-huh. and, and not only that, but I mean, also if you happen to have an i, an Apple TV, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's instantly on your HD TV, and yeah, I mean, it, it it this is this is becoming pretty pretty interesting stuff. I I think that iCloud, I think we'll be more excited about iCloud in a year from now, mm. um, but I don't think it's I don't think it is intended to be like Dropbox. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to have the conversation because. 
there were people saying, you know, is it a Dropbox killer and so on and so forth? And no, no not at I mean, all. No, I mean, uh, you know, the only thing I can think of that semi Dropbox killer is if Google does a, a you know, a cloud based service like that. But again, I just I don't see anyone duplicating what Dropbox does unless they just do the exact same thing and make it cheaper or something. But I don't I don't know how Dropbox could get much cheaper for me other than free. And even then, I don't want it if it's free because then you're, you're getting something from me, <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's quote unquote free. So. Um, I, I just want to see how you've used it and, and also tell folks, if you would, Cliff, you opted out of a few things when iCloud came out, right? You and I opted out of, this, I think, a couple of the same things. Uh, you mean, yeah, I think so. Let me let me just go into my settings here because I got iCloud. Um, oh, yeah. So mail, I, I told it not. I don't want iCloud to touch my mail. I don't want iCloud to touch my contacts and I don't want iCloud to touch my calendars. And the reason for those three things is simply due to the fact that um, uh, I use Google Sync and you can't use iCloud and Google Sync at the same time, which makes perfect sense. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. So um, I've, you know, Google is where I use all of the, these services and it does a perfect job of syncing. So I opted out of those. For some reason, I've opted out of bookmarks, although I think that might be something that I might want to turn on. It'd be kind of nice. Again, I need to update my desktop for that to kind of work as well because yeah. um, I'm using X marks between browsers. Right. So. so let's follow that trail real quick, Cliff. I really appreciate you bringing that up because I had not thought about it until now. If I if I'm using X marks and I ha- and I have it installed on my Safari and I never use Safari, but if I turn on to Safari occasionally on my computer and then it syncs using X marks, it will then sync with my iPod or iPhone, right? Say that one more time. If I so right now, if it syncs my bookmarks, it doesn't have any other Safari to sync with because I'm not using Safari anywhere else. Right. But it, but if I open up Safari occasionally and use that X marks sync, then it'll sync with. Essentially, I'm going to turn it on so it goes and it syncs with Chrome, which is what I use all the time. Yes. And then I'll have more updated on my iPod because for now, it's not syncing with anything That's unless correct. I have another device. Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. that, and that's the whole thinking. And of course, you know, I would have to occasionally open Safari on my desktop for X marks to to add the new three or four bookmarks I added to my bookmark bar mm-hmm. on uh, on um, Chrome. So, but yeah, yeah but it, but it, and, and the thing is, is I've had it syncing bookmarks via iTunes in the past, but now it'll do it via iCloud, which is kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, iCloud, I'm, I'm not overly impressed with it. Um, but, but then again, I, I, like I said, I, I think that, you know, ask, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this a year from now and iCloud will be something like, wow, right. this, this is the coolest thing in the world. And, and it'll simplify a ton of stuff for those of us who have a lot of Apple devices, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you happen to have a mobile Apple device, a desktop Apple device, and maybe even a tablet uh, um, Apple device, and potentially even a TV Apple device. Uh, for for those for those people, iCloud, I think a year from now is going to be like, wow, how did we ever live without this? Yeah, it is going to be like. I mean, it's like Dropbox for me, where I'm like, oh my gosh, if I didn't have all these things synced together, then yeah, my life would be very different. Dude, you did, know? did you hear last week's episode about Total Finder? Yes, I did because you were like, "I'm going to tell you something that revolutionized." I'm like, "How can I not listen to that?" So, did you? Yes. Did you get Total Finder? 
I have not yet. Oh. I didn't have invested the time to, uh, but I, I, it certainly looks sweet. Dude, it, it is amazing. <laughs> it is that's, amazing. That's what he said. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, you know, you've had another week with it. Um, tell me some really practical day-to-day stuff for your life. Oh, okay. I could do this and I could never before. Okay. Well, well, first, again. well, first of all, you've always had the ability to, on the left-hand side of your finder window, you've always had favorites. I never used them before. You can drag any folder over to your favorites. Yep. Yep. And I always have these folders that I go to all the time. It's like, for example, let me just tell you, inside of, um, I I have a folder inside of Dropbox called uh, Photo um, uh, Photoshop Projects New. And, and inside that folder is another folder called, you know, um, uh, Equipment. And, mm-hmm. then, and then I always dig down so i'll open dropbox i'll go into photoshop's new and then i click on equipment and then inside the equipment folder is always my equipment.psd which is where i start from scratch creating a diagram because i have all these layers that are hidden that i just unhide each layer of equipment or each piece of equipment as i go and that's Uh how i build these things i'm doing this thing all the time well now on the left hand side under my favorites um equipment is a folder in my favorites on the left-hand side. Right. I, I never even thought to do that before because you know what? The finder window is always such a pain in the butt anyway. <laughs> but now, It is one of the really quirky things about a Mac. If you're switching from PC to Mac, it can really throw you off. So Well, now my finder window, and this is what it's done for me. My finder window is not just the finder. My finder window is a browser. It literally is. It is a Chrome... For If you're... It is, it is no, it is, it is a Chrome browser for your local files. That's what it is. It has turned it into that multiple tabs. And of course your bookmark bar is on the left-hand side, mm-hmm. you know, AKA your favorites. And, and it's amazing. And and here's the other thing. The side by side is just out of this world. So you can, yeah, actually, that's something I don't have a context for because obviously I haven't seen it before, you know, yeah. uh, or I haven't used it. So it'll be interesting to see how it, that comes into play. It's really cool. And and the other thing is, is, um, you know, just multiple tabs. The one thing the, there's only one thing that now that I've got into here, here's one of those things that I would love to have. I don't know about you, but I have pin tabs on my Chrome browser. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the first pin tab is always my email. Second pin ta- tab is always my calendar the third pin tab is always high rise and the third or the fourth pin tab is always um my google spreadsheet for my business okay those are those four tabs every time i launch chrome those tabs load Mm -hmm. i would love to have pinned tabs in total finder Mm. you know where the first one's always my dropbox templates where i have my you know my um temp i have a i have a pages template for a receipt you know, just a standard receipt that's that I'm not going to put into uh, QuickBooks because it's going to be it, the payment came in via PayPal and that's going to get entered later. Right. So sometimes I just need to type somebody up a quick receipt. Um, you know, I, I'd love to have, um, you know, when I record these shows, I have a backup folder of, of the like I create copies of these files. And mm-hmm. before I send them to Stephanie, I put them into a backup folder and it's called... Um, desktop copies and then this and then um i have a folder with stephanie it's a shared dropbox folder called uh shared production 
And mm-hmm. so I would love to pin these tabs to where those tabs are just, they're just always open. They're always there. You know, they're right. always loaded and I can just drag and drop and pick. But, it, but favorites kind of took care of most of that for me once I, once I got into here. But that's what it's done. Um, it's kind of funny. The finder window. I, I almost always have a finder window open now or the finder window. That's the thing. It, I only I only ever have one finder window ever now. Mm-hmm. And I almost always have it open because because I use it that much. And uh, it's kind of nice to just browse. I mean, it, it's it's a dream come true. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this as I was I watched some of um, Steve Jobs memorial service. Yes. Um, We've got that online. And um, one of the things that um, I always, I, that I find very fascinating about Apple products, and they say this a lot and it reminded me because I actually said it to my wife, is they say, why do you need that? And you're like, I don't know. And it, what's so fascinating is you don't realize you need it until you have it. Right. And that can be negative because a lot of people are like, no, you don't need that. You just think you need that. Um, but I remember buying the iPad and telling my wife, I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I think I need it. <laughs> But I will use it, you know, and now I really, really use it and it's a part of my flow. And so it's interesting when he tries new services because you, you would never know that how helpful it could be until you just give it a spin, whether yeah. it be LastPass, you know, and you're like, how did I ever live without LastPass or whatever it might be. So yeah, LastPass yeah. is another one that, that revolutionized things for me. It, it's still funny. Every time I hear somebody talk about the iPad, I, I to this day, I, I, I don't even know where my iPad is in this house. I don't even know if it's charged. <laughs> it's it's here somewhere. I, I'm sure the kids have been playing with it. I yeah. I I probably the the only I would say within the last within the last six months the iPad has been used for two things: um, Asphalt uh, Six HD, which is a car <laughs> racing game, which is out of this world. I got it for free yeah. uh, when it was available for free on the iPad. Um, absolutely loved it. Played with it for four or five days straight, and then kind of got bored with it. Um, and occasionally, occasionally I'll pick up the iPad just so I can read the daily because I have a subscription for a year. All right. Yeah. But when that comes due for renewal, which probably it'll renew automatically and blah, blah, blah. I should probably go into my subscription, and just cancel it. But, yeah. um, you know, the, I, I, I do like the daily. The daily is a good, good source of news. Is the load time a lot better? Cause that's what I didn't like it before. It took yeah, I think it's, it's better than it was now. Yeah. But uh, but that's it. That's all the iPad is ever used for. Um, it it just that is a device. When the iPad three comes out, I don't even know that I'll be interested in that. I I, I don't. I mean, I I can't imagine being interested in. An you iPad. can sell your used iPad to Amazon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the buyback <laughs> for, program for twenty eight dollars. All right, so. QR codes. Real quick, this last topic of the day. Well, I want to point people actually to the GSPN community. Uh, if you're not a part of that, we'd love you to be a part of it. Uh, the GSPN community.com because uh, our mutual friend Tom Schwab had a question and or uh, he had a conversation he started and it's entitled QR codes. Maybe I'm the last one to find out. And he just talked about, you know, the use of QR codes and he has a very successful uh, business and someone said to him, oh, you must be using these in your business. And he hadn't. And so we had a really good conversation that's still going about, uh, you know, about QR codes and their use. And, um, you know, Daniel Lewis is very active in the community, you know, said that there, there's a lot of different uses for QR codes 
Um, and, and those are ones I hadn't even thought of. And then I actually found an article today uh, about QR codes aren't dead. They're just used badly or I would say poorly. And um, I, I didn't get a whole lot out of the article, but just reminded me that I, I don't know that QR codes are going away, but I certainly don't see them catching on like wildfire in a way that a lot of people wish they would have. And I just thought we, I thought it fit well with Business Tech Weekly because I would love to know if anyone in our community that's a business owner uh, or a consumer that's really had a, re, a very positive experience with a QR code because, frankly, I haven't. And, and I, I, that's one of the reasons that I hesitate at interacting with future ones is because I've been so disappointed when I have taken the time. And I think that's the biggest obstacle when I've taken the time to use them. Uh, it is not been worth my time. I mean, the most interesting QR code I ever saw was in a bathroom stall and it had some funny joke and you, you, you know, like click this to see whatever. And it was just this funny cartoon or something like that when you, but it was something to do while you were in the bathroom. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's, the, that's the most successful use of a QR code. So, uh, you know, which is not obviously life changing in any way. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't experienced them uh, in my own personal life uh, in a positive way. And I was curious, you know, are, are they useful or are they just a waste of our time? Well, I, I can see a place where I would use a QR code. And I've seen this done by a couple friends and, and I've seen it in different places. And uh, the QR codes that I, I think that I, where I, I might be able to do it. You imagine a QR code is almost always being scanned by what? A smartphone, right? Mm-hmm. And that smartphone typically is being connected to a at least a 3G connection in most cases. Right. So um, rather than have a QR code basically pull up a website, which I think is boring. Um, I, now, I, I could see a coupon like, you know, hey, you're here. Click here and it'll pull up this coupon and boom, you know, it show them the display and, and you get something off immediately. I could see that. But that's not what I would use it for. Here's what I would use it for is you can actually have the QR code link directly, directly to an, uh, an M4V file or a video file mm-hmm. on the internet that is optimized for the resolution of a typical smartphone. So small enough to where it's not huge and doesn't take a long time to load. And so you can imagine where, let's just say if it's, you know, a, if it's the back of your business card, which I don't know that I'd ever put one on the back of my business card, but maybe it would. Uh, it's like may, I could actually create a custom video that says, hey, thanks for scanning the back of my business card. Uh, just uh, obviously, um, you know, I, let me tell you a little bit about my business and what I do and mm-hmm. and how I, you know, how you can best uh, get, you know, make use of what's on my site, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's personalized. Maybe if I'm at, maybe if I'm doing a, a session, I'm, I'm doing a speaking gig at um, a conference. So, so up on the screen, I have a QR code and, and it immediately launches into a video. It says, hey, just want to thank you so much for scanning my code and thank you for attending my live talk at PodCamp Cincinnati. I uh, just want to give you some following information. Uh, if you want to find out more about the topic that I was talking about, I have some things over here, here and here. And then, of course, you could put the, you know, some easy to remember URLs like learnhowtopodcast.com, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I could see that in my mind, dynamic, you know, full feature content 
that delivered they, immediately. Delivered and immediately. The it, there's just it's it's enough work already to interact with the QR code uh, that by the time someone takes that action, pulls up that app, whatever it might be, you know, you've got to make it, you've got to keep their attention and deliver something right away. Yes. So, I, you know, I could see you at the end of a talk saying, hey, for, for, for those of you who've been, you know, here today, whatever, go to either scan this thing on, scan, scan the QR code at the bottom of the handout or, you know, like you said, put up a slide and say, just here's a QR code and and it'll give you a discount to one of my products, whatever it might be. But just immediate, you know, satisfaction yes. <laughs> is, is what they have to deliver, and, and, not and, more. Or trail. I really like I really like scan a QR code, scan this QR code, and and then it's going to ask you to punch in your phone number and it'll immediately send you a text message with a discount code and a URL mm-hmm. where you can buy this product. Mm-hmm. And that's what Daniel was saying in that conversation. Um, you know, send us send an SMS, send an email, display text, play a video. You know, those are those are good. Yeah, those are good. Anything other than just I, I just don't like the idea of using a URL, a, a, a QR code, to take you to a to a, just a web page. You yeah, know, it's to like, do what? Here's a here's a blog post. It's like, dude, you could have just said, you know, I could have just said podcastanswerman.com slash income. You know, right. why do I need a QR code? Well, it's not much of a reward. I think that's what I feel. I mean, it's like, exactly. thank you for sending me to your content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, you throw me a bone, will you? Yep. So anyway, for those listening, if you have had an experience with QR codes or an idea for how to use them better uh, that, that would benefit our other listeners, then, then uh, give us a call. Uh, that number is 859-795-4067 or email us feedback at gspn.tv or join the conversation at gspncommunity.com with uh, Tom's conversation in the Business Tech Weekly Group. That's right, my friends. And then just a reminder, we will not be here next week. I do want to encourage you, though, if you're in California or will be next week, especially on Friday, November 4th at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, gspn.tv forward slash LA Meetup. We're having a meetup in Los Angeles. Again, gspn.tv slash LA Meetup. And then go check out Andy's stuff over at takepermission.com. 